following thoughts, opinions, stories, and expressions are meant for those who will appreciate them. If you don't, we hope you keep an open soul to encounter another here on 34 Questions. Peace. Three, two, one. What's going on, folks? Welcome to 34 Questions. I'm your host, 34. And tonight, I'm joined by Coach Lee Hopkins. How are you doing tonight, Coach? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, 34. For sure. Um, thank you for, you know, rescheduling with me. I know the first time that I had you scheduled, things didn't work out. Um, so I definitely appreciate your time and your willingness to share your story. So thank you again. Yes. Uh, thank you for having me. I mean, I'm really thrilled to share my story. So I'm glad that we're able to catch up and do this. Absolutely. Uh, for the folks out there who are unfamiliar with the flow of the show, we do some intro questions just to set the tone. Um, after the intro, we'll jump into a couple icebreakers. So, you know, sprinkle in some fun, hopefully for you, coach. Um, and then after that, we'll jump into the wheel of fate where we'll spin the wheel, whichever number it lands on. That's how the conversation will roll. And then after all that, we'll finish out with some closeout questions. Sound good to you, Lee? Sounds good. All right. Well, my very first question for you is, how have you been? You've been doing great. You've been doing well. How you been lately? I've been doing great. The weather is pretty awesome. A couple of weeks ago, it was like 100 degrees. I live in Chicago. So now the weather is nice and chill. It's warm. It's relaxed. And, you know, um, my life just has been pretty relaxing because of that. For sure. Um, are you from Chicago originally or is did you move out there? Oh, I moved from I moved from Ohio and I lived in California for a little bit. And I've been in Chicago for about seven years. What's, a, what's your favorite place out of the three? Oh, Chicago, hands down. Chicago, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, for sure. I'm from California, yeah. so, uh, you know, I was, I was rooting for California right there. But <laughs> uh, why, yeah. why Chicago being the best? Well, Chicago is absolutely amazing. And it's really easy. One of the biggest and best things about it is that it's easy to get around the city because it's such an easy grid. You don't get lost and you, the public transportation is great. So I'm concerned with moving around the city and meeting new people. And so there are lots of kinds of different kinds of events and people to meet. And there's all kinds of foods and cuisine. So California definitely has the food and the cuisine and the people, but they have difficulty with the transportation. So I'll take the transportation over the weather that they might have in a bay anyway. You know, mm, so that's what's you. great about Chicago. Yeah. For sure, for sure. I've uh, never been, um, so I hope one day I can go out there and kind of experience that for myself. Um, yeah. Just curious, uh, do you feel there's any difference in the people? Like, um, you know, you, it sounds like out there, it seems it might be easier to interact with strangers or new folks. Out here in the Bay, I think it really depends. Well, yeah, out here in the Bay, I think it really depends on, uh, you know, the circles that you go into. Um, but yeah, for, for you, are the people any different from California to, to Chicago? I don't think, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think what, what's different is that I'm different. So when I lived in Ohio, things were different. I was a lot more depressed and not sure how to make connections with people. And then when I moved to California, I learned how to open up a little more and I was running in different circles and I felt connected a little more, but still, um, you know, 
when I left California to move to Chicago, I was still having, I was still running in the same kind of circles. Like for example, in California, I would shut the bars down. I'd be out and I, I knew all, I knew a lot of people in the bar scene. And then I come to Chicago and I meet the very same people. I'm out here shutting the bars down, staying until four o'clock and, you know, closing the bars up and, and hanging out inside after everything's closed and everything. I'm running the same kind of people. So the people aren't different. It's just me doing the same things, meeting the same kind of people. And there's a type of person who's everywhere. I got you. I got you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, I haven't traveled too much. Uh, and sometimes with my friends that do go to different places, they tell me how different the people are. But I like to believe that there's still people I can vibe with wherever I go, you know? Like, I, mm-hmm. So, I mean, maybe you're reaffirming, you know, my belief in that, so... <laughs> Oh, yeah, I feel like that's right on, man. That's right on. For sure. Um, my second question for you in the warm-up is, what, what would you like the audience to know about you? Oh, I'd like you to know that I'm a black trans man. For sure. Is that a... Yeah. Do, you, do you usually just stop, stop right there? Or, you yeah. know... <laughs> I mean, what else is there... <laughs> I got you. I got you. But seriously, um, I, I, I do a full stop on that because it used to be difficult for me to speak about it. So I'm like, now nah, I want everybody to say everybody, everybody. I'm a black trans man. It's important to know that um, that's part of the truth of who I am. And hiding that for such a long, long time makes me feel it. And just speaking it and leaving it just as it is. I've had different reactions to it, but different reactions to it. And so I like to put it out there so that I can... So people can know me authentically and know who they're talking to and where my where my um, my thoughts or where my experiences have been so they can like maybe get closer and understand me a little more. I gotcha. I gotcha. And um, yeah, I, I definitely understand the fact that, you know, you built up the confidence to introduce yourself like that. And um, I, I, I kind of want to ask you, we'll, we'll start off kind of deep right away, but for you, what would you say were a couple defining moments in your journey? Like maybe parts of your life, a time in your life where, you know, you had to, not, not had to, but um, just your thought process and, you know, how you got to who you are today. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So my story is like, well, I grew up in Ohio and I was all lonely and disconnected with people. And so I thought, well, I needed to go find the right people. So I moved to California and I did find people that I could connect with a little more, but I was still like hiding my truth, hiding the truth of who I, who I was. So at that point, so in Ohio, I was um, a female presenting or cis, cis woman presenting. Mm-hmm. And I also wanted to date women, which was kind of taboo. So I kind of hid that. And then when I moved to California, it was more liberal and open. So I was like, oh, yeah, hey, everybody, I've got a girlfriend. And it was great. And I was trying to connect with people still, but still hiding the fact that I wanted to be open as a trans man. But I didn't have the language or understanding of what it was. So the point is, is that I kept hiding my truth. And then I moved to Chicago and I finally transitioned. I thought, well, I could be my open, I can be open, I could be myself, I can be connected with people because now I'm living my authentic self and in the second largest city in the United States, I should be able to find my tribe. And I go out here and I'm trying to find my tribe and everything, but I'm still kind of weary about sharing the trans man part because I feel like people are going to reject me or I'm afraid how they're going to react to it. So I go to therapy and in therapy, I learned that I can 
you know, kind of have a different attitude about how I connect with people, to have a different mindset, open up and, and think about what I want when I connect with people or instead of believing that I'll go to a, a bar or a place and I won't make any friends, I'll go somewhere else and I'll believe that I can meet someone interesting to talk to, make a friend. The one day, to get to your point, the one day I did, I went to a bar or a, a comedy club, went to a comedy club and I'm I'm in this mindset where I'm going to make a friend, I'm going to meet somebody and I, I go chop it up and I meet a person and it was really cool and I, I lead the conversation towards LGBTQ stuff because I want to make a connection with them. And they had just mentioned that they've never seen a trans person before. They don't understand the process. They don't understand why anybody would ever want to transition. And so I thought, well, I'm going to be my authentic self. I'm going to share my truth with him. I'm going to tell him right now I'm a trans person and I'm going to fill that gap that he has, the gap in knowledge of what trans people are and who they are. And we're going to be best of friends. And so I tell them I'm trans and they they just freeze and they stop talking and they leave. Gone. Goodbye. And I'm like, wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So that was one of those moments where I had therapy. I had people to group therapy. I had people to, to cry on the soldiers to cry on and help process the whole pro- the, the whole event. But that event right there made me realize that I was running from the truth of who I was. Mm-hmm. All this time, running from being from Ohio to California to Chicago. And within Chicago, I finally face the truth and I share it with somebody and boom, I get rejected. It doesn't like me and I don't die. That's the thing I got out of it. The biggest thing I understood was that now reflecting on it, I mean, we weren't meant to be friends at that time. I'm meant to understand that it's important for me to, to speak my truth and live in my truth and stop hiding because that feeling of being hidden and feeling lonely is, it would be the same. I mean, it's not as bad as being rejected and realizing that everything's okay. Just go talk to someone else. Just go tell somebody else because somebody else is interested in your truth and they want to share with you. They want to be connected to you. So that was one of those moments where I decided that I'm going to go on 34 show and if they ask me about myself I'm going to say I'm a black trans man and just leave it at that <laughs> you I know? got you yeah no I got yeah. you thank thank you for, for sharing um, yeah you know honestly I don't I feel like I, I, I have no way that I can relate to, to what you've been through and you know I just want to tell you that you're courageous for or, you know, being able to say it confidently, you know? Um, well, you know, yeah. 34, I, I I wonder if that's that's true. That's part of my work. I, I want to, like, I know this is your show, but I'm like, that's really grabbed me because I share the truth of being trans as part of a process that most of us go through as we're hiding something important and interesting about ourselves from someone. Mm-hmm. We're hiding something someone and we're believing that once we reach this pinnacle once we reach this place so once i move from ohio to california i can be my authentic self and i can be with women as a lesbian no that didn't work that wasn't satisfying i wasn't connected with the people there once i move from california to chicago and transition as a trans man i can be my authentic self and live in my truth no that didn't happen i was still hiding i was still afraid 
that happens to all of us. And the thing, the truth that I happen to be hiding was a trans, was that I'm trans. But there are truths, there are things that other people are hiding that they are waiting for to happen that will make them, that will set them free. And well, that's not true. The work comes in, it's all deep inside. And I mentioned the transition because holy moly, it's physical. It's something that everyone can see. And it's a process that people believe that they're so far removed from. But I think a lot of us go through that process where we believe that if we just do this, if we just be that, if we just get this, we will feel complete. We will feel whole. And that's, I found for me that it's just not true. I mean, when you put it that way, I absolutely agree that that, that there, there must be some similarities in our journeys. Um, but yeah, no, no, I got you on that for sure. Um, you know, I think, I guess one, I, I'll admit it out here. I'm, I think I'm an addict in a, in a sense that, you know, I, I've been smoking weed for a long time and haven't really been able to let it go. Um, and yeah I, this is the first time i admit it on camera and, and to my audience um and well, heck yeah 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 so well, and go ahead go ahead uh, well i'm astonished and i'm so grateful for you to to open up and share your truth with people i'm sure that i mean people are going to resonate with that because i know what it's like to not i know immediately what it's not like what it's like to not let go of something or not want to let go of something, the feeling it, it is, it's normal. And I appreciate that you connected with me in that way. No, no. I mean, honestly, you've been saying it. I feel like it was just the right time because it's been on my mind. You know, I don't think I've ever really opened up about it. Never really, you know, looked myself in the mirror and just kind of really admitted it. Um, Is it, and I guess this is a lot of what addicts say, you know, is it really a problem? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so let me continue to, you know, work on myself. Um, Cause I, I know for me, it's in, in my mind, I think of it as something that holds me back, but not to a point where I feel like it has a, a crazy, like negative impact on my life. It does, I think, keep me from being the person that I know I can be without it. Um, so that's where I'm at with it as far as like, you know, my struggle with my addiction. Um, so yeah, I'm hoping in time I can I can realize more and, and do things more, but go ahead. Yeah, I'm over here thinking like, well, I mean, is it a problem? I know that you, you, you say that in jest, but I'm like, is it? I mean, no. is it something that you, you feel like you should not be doing or is it something that you just really can see how it impacts you mm. and if given the choice you want to you would let go but you just decide not to i don't know you know like i feel like i've tried in the past before and it, i always seem to come back and um so i'd really have to think about that is it something that i'm telling myself that i just can't let go of or is it more self-imposed than it is an actual addiction you know uh yeah. Is, is what I'm, I guess I need to figure out for myself as well. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, because there's so many, there's so much programming that I had to release some things about myself that I had to let go or what people told me about the world. I had to go figure it out for myself. It's like, um, um, I used to 
<laughs> I was like, used to drink a whole lot. I used to drink a whole lot. And like I said, I shut the bars down. So I didn't realize that I was having, I was even having a problem until somebody had casually mentioned it offhand to me one day, not even directly to me. They just said it in my vicinity about someone having a drinking problem. And I'm like, oh, do I? What, what makes that happen? People could have said it to me straight to my face and I'd be like, nah, that's not me. I mean, I believe people have said it to me straight to my face and nah, that was not me. But but the point is, is that um, I had to do my own work and evaluation and look into it myself and see how it was. It turned out that I needed to let that go because I wasn't creative with it. I wasn't as creative or I was sluggish with it. But what I understand for marijuana, when I smoke, I'm more giddy, I'm more excited and more interested and more creative. And I know it affects people differently. And we don't have as much information about how it works for different people because of, you know, the laws and, and programming and all that stuff. And I say programming, I mean stuff from what our parents may have told us about what they believed because someone else told them that without having their own experience with it. For sure. And so and so I guess what I'm trying to do right now in a meta kind of way is say, man, if there's some kind of shame or something with it, um, that stuff's just going to get in your way from mm. from resolving what it is that you really want to do. Like if you if you're a, a badass and you, you smoke and you get stuff done, then and nobody can tell you that you shouldn't. But if, <laughs> if you if you decide that, hey, you know what, I could do something else without it and I want to then then that's when you decide you make the change I got you I got you actually when, as you said that last part I was thinking um, do I just try to work harder as I'm high or do I, do I try to be less high <laughs> uh, I, I think I'm going for the uh, the former right now because uh, you know there are people out there who have built personas and businesses around you know marijuana so I know mm-hmm. it's not you can't just blame marijuana all the time but um Maybe there is yeah. something in me that holds me back or keeps me from being as productive as I want to be some days. Um, I mean, for me, I think the focus plays plays into it. I think I'm more easily distracted when I'm high, to be honest. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, that makes sense. But uh, when when I'm sober, like I can definitely like zone in. Uh, but I feel. I think it's the anxious I, I feel anxiety like even when I'm productive I'm just like I need to get this done or I need like I'm almost like you know uh, I'm not shaking but just really eager to to get something done like I, I need to work on my patience you know gotta enjoy the process um, and I think that's what smoking does for me you know it calms me down it makes me feel like I can slow down like there's no rush into doing things um, so yeah. damn honestly this is a great re- revelation yeah. I'm having <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I'm feeling that right there is because believe it or not, that happens to me with food and whatever kind of food, like if I'm eating healthy and the meat and the green stuff. And but if I'm eating something that is like full of caffeine or whatever, you know, I get that anxious anxiety and, and jittery stuff happening with me and I can't focus. I mean, I've got the energy, but it's unfocused. It's unfocused. And it sounds like what happens with you is that, you know, you get this relaxing calm and you get to enjoy the experience and it's not so much of a rush to create and go through it but you get to 
enjoy the experience and holy sh- man that excite that's exciting to hear that you had that revelation because hey that's what you basically said life is about well enjoy the process right yeah i mean we we try and i think i don't know for you but you ever come across like maybe a piece of advice in the background maybe on a tv show or movie and it it serves like as a reminder like something you kind of already probably knew but because you had to see in a different way or hear in a different way it's like oh yeah like (laughs) i should have known that (laughs) but uh Yeah. yeah it's like um it's timely too it's like you you're in the middle of the process and you forgot that you had this knowledge but the universe is like hey you remember you know this thing apply it right now do it right now that's that's pretty awesome 34 yeah yeah no thank you coach hey (laughs) (laughs) you're helping me out on my podcast i appreciate it um second or third question oh good you have something to say or Uh, i'm just really excited because i'm thinking that well you're gonna ask me the questions and i'm here to learn more about myself so i'm glad to have contributed something oh absolutely i think uh you know every guest definitely provides something for me um you know someone told me when i started this podcast was like not only am i you know learning by doing the podcast but they told me how Imagine how more well-rounded you will be talking to a various, you know, a various group of people. Um, so I think our conversation here is definitely helping me become more well-rounded. Um, my my third question for you in the warm-up. We're still in the warm-up, so we haven't even gotten to the icebreakers and a wheel of fate just yet. But um, my third question for you in the warm-up is, how would you like to be honored if there is a way... I could express the energy you possess. What, what kind of act could I do? I love this question. Um, I believe that everybody out there is looking to be understood, understood, and not just understood, but have somebody demonstrate that you understand what they're saying. And I think one of the highest forms of honor is being able to do that. It's like. You demonstrated it already during this this show where where we talked about me being trans and you reflected on that for a moment. You're like, yeah, I kind of know where you're coming from about having these these experiences where you might want to hide yourself. And then you revealed yourself about the marijuana. So, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And I feel that that's a way to that is the way that I'd like to be honored with somebody understanding what I'm talking about and demonstrating that they understand what I'm talking about. Um, Quick story. I I help people make friendships as a coach. And so I'm out there experimenting and trying to connect with people to see what works for me as well, because I can't go sell something, a a product or whatever to someone if I haven't used it, if I don't believe in it. So I go on Discord and I'm on this chat and I, I connect with someone through Reddit and we have such a great conversation that we move to Discord and we have a voice chat. And in this voice chat, I express this a need to be understood. And they they flat out deny it they understand that i want to be understood mm-hmm. they know that but they say that i'm silly i'm ridiculous and i'm needy for wanting to be understood and i'm thinking man that doesn't make any sense to me why would you do that it doesn't feel good to me to not be understood and they wanted me to sit there and explain and they wanted to explain to me and, and for me to demonstrate that I understand them, why I should not want to be understood. And I was like, 
this is ridiculous. I don't feel good about this at all. And and I want, so then I'm like, some people understand what it is and maybe they feel withholding that. I felt like when they withheld that understanding or, or yeah, when they felt that, when they withheld that understanding, it felt like it was a power play and it made me feel small. And I thought, well, that's really opposite of disconnecting. I mean, that's really opposite of connecting. I want to be connected with people. And I feel that the biggest honor is for people to, to pause and to reflect and think, like, how am I like you? I want people to look at me and say, how am I like you? Because again, not just because I'm a trans person, but because I'm a human and I want to be understood. For sure, for sure. You know, I, I find that that there's some people out there who, who don't really care about being understood right um yes. and you know i don't know if for you if you feel like it's a negative or positive thing um for me i think it does take away some some um i don't, I don't want to call it fear but just awareness of being judged or awareness of people maybe misreading what you're saying or doing because i too i that's one of my goals is i hope people understand understand where i'm coming from um in, mm-hmm. in, in my life i to the extreme of I, I go to the extreme of being like the nice guy you know like i'm always trying to put out this positive energy or like you know be a people pleaser which for some people can see as like you know oh does he have an agenda or is he is he trying to like finesse something because i'm so nice uh, and i just hope like you know even if i make the wrong decisions or maybe do something um, that can seem that way that like my my whole thing is to to just do the right thing in my mind which could be wrong in other people's minds i i definitely uh yeah right i can i can uh, accept that but i just hope people aren't like you know i hope they would ask me you know before you know just thinking that i do have an agenda because that, that really isn't my purpose you know for for like yourself you know i put, put out an ad not an ad but a post on reddit about my podcast you know like i think some people might look at it and be like oh this guy you know what, what's he want from me you know uh, but for mm-hmm. you you recognize like oh this isn't something that this guy wants from me it's just more so like the platform of being up there and being able to share your story um which i hope you you got <laughs> and that's why you agreed to come on um but mo- but most definitely like for me I, I just hope you know people can understand I, I sometimes envy people who don't have that need to be understood because it's like that different level of like fearlessness that they can operate in the world I don't know how, how do you feel about that I am glad that you asked about, about that and it's an interesting point about how people don't want to be don't want to be understood or they perceive that they don't want to be understood I firmly believe 34 that everybody wants to be understood and that's what makes the connections with people, the people at the top, the loneliest people who are at the top. They're the people who have all these events and, and occurrences and experiences in their life that they cannot talk to someone about because no one else understands what it's like to be in their shoes. So I think people want to connect with other people by expressing how they feel about things. And some people are, are not good at it, but they still want that expression. For example, people who fight 
Like the first thing they do is they raise their fist and they punch you in the face. And that's their expression of anger. They are saying something to you and they want you to understand that maybe they don't like what you're doing. They didn't express it in exact terms about what in the situation frustrated them so much that they had to ball their fist up, put their energy to it and put it into your face. They weren't able to say what about the situation was, but you did get the message that they didn't like what happened. They didn't like what happened and boom, they're going to express that to you. And I think people do that. They just do it in ways that other people can't understand. So me on the recipient end, receiving end, all the information I got because it was such a physical exchange and not so much a verbal exchange, all the information that I got, but there was something about the situation that they didn't like and they took it out on me. Mm. That's all the information that I got. I don't really understand. Don't really understand. Yeah. If I were, I don't really understand. And I think that what would happen is that I would, because I don't understand, I would go back into the situation, recreate the, because maybe I, I'm the cause of it or I did something to cause it, recreate the situation and then boom, I get punched in the face again. And they expressing that they didn't like what I did again. And I didn't get it. I didn't understand it. And they're probably, they can be frustrated that, man, this guy doesn't get it. Like what, what about not sleeping with my wife? Doesn't he understand? (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was being clear, (laughs) but the point, the point is, is that I think that the way to connect with people, the whole reason why we communicate is to get some kind of message across someone about how we're feeling deep inside. And the moment that we reflect that back to another person, like, oh, I get it. I get it. I'm going to stay away or else I'm going to get hurt again. I'm going to follow your rules because this is how you feel about the situation. I think that that people really, really, really need that deep down inside and that keeps us from being connected. So. Gotcha. I gotcha. Um, I'm, I'm just curious. So for, for some, maybe that person, right, that wasn't trying to understand you in that discord, do you, do you spend more time trying to make them understand or do you kind of like let it go and, you know, just make peace with not i guess agreeing to disagree kind of thing and oh yeah that's a great question 34 i just stopped talking to them as soon as i realized that they wanted me to understand them but willingly would make no effort to try and understand me or to demonstrate that they understood what i was going for i i would just i stopped talking to them because they're not listening to me and they're not interested in listening to me and speaking and saying anything else to to them would just be like more look i'm not trying to understand you look i'm not trying to understand you when i want to be heard in this situation and i mean i i'm not a glutton for punishment but if i'm going to hurt myself i'm going to do something fun i'm going to go smoke some cigarettes or i'm going to have a bottle bottle of something you know (laughs) i'm going to do something else this wasn't fun for me yeah no i hear you i hear you thank you for sharing And, and now we know to to honor you you know, we got to be willing to understand. Um, and my last question for you in the warm up, still in the warm up, is on a scale from one to 10, how well do you know yourself? Ooh, I want to say an eight. Gotcha. Why, why an eight? Because I've done a lot of uh, self discovery and looking at my triggers and everything, but I'm never really going to completely know myself. So that 10 is not an option. 
But man, I might be surprised here with some of these questions. So I'm excited <laughs> to learn. Yeah. For sure, for sure. Um, well, what would you say is, is your favorite thing about your personality? Oh, being curious. Like, I'm excited about this curiosity that I have discovered about myself. It's just so wonderful and it's fun. And it helps me make um, make difficult problems seem a little more adventurous and fun and less painful. I got you. I got you. I'm, I'm a pretty curious person myself. And I can see how that can be our advantage sometimes. Because when we're faced with problems, it's like, I don't know if it's the same for you, but it's almost like you you try to seek every possible like strategy around it or how to get through it um Mm -hmm. and it's for sure (laughs) all right so we are done with our warm-up questions um and we'll head over to the icebreakers but before we do that i want to remind the audience if you are enjoying the content please like if you might share if you care subscribe for a vibe you didn't know was there and then there we go <laughs> Let's jump That's in. That's beautiful. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> I'm working on it. I'm working on the delivery. It's not there yet, but you know, it gets better every time. Um, all right. So here we are in on the icebreaker stage. Uh, we have two. Uh, the first one is going to be point of view. Uh, I'm going to give you a statement and then you let me know what your thoughts on it are. If it's true or false, agree or disagree statement. Uh, so this first one is overthinking is a bad thing true or false (laughs) oh man um i'm gonna say um false i'm gonna say false got you tell tell me why tell me why well it's because of the the qualifier of bad good and bad and i want to say that that part right there really grabs me grabs my attention because overthinking can be kind of beneficial. It's part of the process that we do. It's just, because I, I used to do it a whole lot and I started realizing that, well, it's not getting me anywhere, but it's not necessarily something I need to be ashamed about. Hmm. And it's something that I need to realize is happening. And then all of a sudden it can stop happening. Like, oh, I'm overthinking. Let's just make a decision and see what happens. So the curiosity really helps out there. Let's just make a decision and see what happens. And then I make a decision and oops, well, I didn't like that one. Let's do some more overthinking about it until the time, <laughs> until the time I realize, well, overthinking isn't a bad thing and I shouldn't be ashamed of it. It's just not serving me. And maybe I can stop doing it. And I'm better off saving that energy by making the decision. I got you. I got you. Yeah, I mean, it, it, this one kind of hits home with me just because I, I consider myself an overthinker. Um, and it is it is something I tend to embrace more of instead of, you know, feeling shame about it. Uh, but I have since I think throughout my life, more people kind of tell me it is a bad thing or they don't like it when they do it. Um, it's like, you know, for me, it's I don't see what the problem is. And I'm fi- trying to find ways to defend it. So. Yeah. Thank you for more ammunition. (laughs) Yeah. Um, My second statement for you is it's better to ask for forgiveness than permission. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, yeah, definitely. That's a great. I mean, I, I subscribe to that. Like, don't think about what other people are going to think about. This is what I understand. Asking for forgiveness 
instead of asking for permission. Mm-hmm. If you ask for permission, you're going to be waiting a long time to do anything because you're giving someone the power to to decide whether you can live your life or whether you can enjoy an experiment uh, experience. And I think if you just go ahead and be thoughtful about why you are doing this experience or why what what you will how it will benefit you whatever you want to do how it will benefit you and be really clear in the conviction of what it is then you can be okay with who is impacted by that situation you can be okay with that and you can go talk to them about maybe how will you hurt them or maybe how they're disappointed in you or what not but you wait if you wait and you allow people to give you permission or not you're going to be waiting a long time for the permission and you're going to resent them if you don't get their permission so just do the thing and feel your feelings and then take care of who you've impacted afterward i got you i got you you know that's the first time someone kind of framed it as a as a power thing um in my mind and yeah i, I can totally see it being that way um and another way I kind of thought about it is, you know how people talk about being unapologetically yourself? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I feel like that's another way it could kind of be used. Um, but for sure. Thank you for sharing your views. Um, Definitely. Yeah, that's a great way to think about it, too. I mean, that, I think that's a phrase that I've heard a lot more of. Uh, I don't know how old you are, but I'm 33 or 32. Wow. Aging myself. I'm not there yet. I'm 32. Uh, <laughs> I'm 39. I'm 39. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I got you. But yeah, um, that phrase, unapologetically yourself. Do you think from when we were growing up to where things are now that there's been that shift of like, be more of an individual or or are people still concerned of like, you know, being a part of a group or clique? Hmm. Well, I guess... My only gauge for this is social media. Okay. And yeah. I'm looking at social media thinking that people are really looking hard to be themselves. They're finding some, they're trying to find ways to be themselves. And at the same time, they want to be accepted and understood and part of a group. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> it's, it's weird, right? It's, it's, it's a, it, it's, I it's think there's weird. a balance. Um, it is. And I think the balance is that um, what it means to be a clique or connected with people back in the old days, or I guess back, maybe other people think about this as having this same kind of experience with the same kind of experience. Like, oh, we are all fancy. We are all rich and we're all doing this fancy rich thing. Or we all from the hood and we're doing this fancy hood thing and we're going to the cookout together and stuff and having experiences like that and that unites us, that combines us because we have the same experiences. But I think to be in those situations, it, it's not really connecting and it's not really an individualistic thing, even though we want to be individuals. I, I want to look at those situations and think, well, it's nice that we're connected because we have this experience, but it's really how we feel about this experience that makes us connected. And so we have basic feelings. Like I know what it is to feel hurt. I know what it is to feel sad. And we, we look at if we were just able to look at the feeling that we might have, we can 
be connected to each other, but still be individuals. So I want to reference back our very first, the very first beginning, the beginning of this, when we talked about me being trans and hiding my truth and you also hiding something. We have completely different experiences in life. but We understand that feeling. We can be individuals in this space and still be connected through that. And I think that's what helps us be more, feel like more of a group. Like I'm kinfolk with you now because, hey, you understand what I'm going through because you explained it yourself. And that's what I think, <laughs> long roundabout way about that. But that's what I think that, well, people are looking for this idea that they can be individuals, but they want to be understood. And I think they want that feeling about their experience to be understood. And sure enough, because we're all human, we can understand that if we just put a little work into it. We don't have to change and be a different person. We just have to understand what they're going through. For sure. For sure. I think you definitely described, you know, a lot of the reason why I, I try to do what I do and, you know, be able to allow people to find that understanding. Because that's for, for me, I'm not trying to like boast, like, you know, humble brag or anything. But I am that kind of person who, who who wants to understand. Like that's, I I try to give people that so much space. And you know, I work with high schoolers, right? And you know, some of my my coworkers can attest that I give them too much, too long of a leash. Like when they're doing something that maybe they shouldn't be doing, or maybe uh, you know, taking some things a little too far for other people's liking. Um, but for me, mm-hmm. I try to you know get to the real core of it like is it i know safety is our biggest thing so if they're not hurting anyone but they're just being silly or knuckleheads you know i'm like okay you know be a knucklehead uh (laughs) and then but then afterwards it's like for me it's i just try to remember um what it's like to be a kid and uh i think a lot of the the people that have i think good careers and youth work and youth development are, are the ones that still remember what it's like to be a kid um because they can connect on them on a different level. But yeah. Yes, I have to say, man, you're awesome. You're awesome. <laughs> I mean, I, I watched some of the previews before I came. I watched uh, a couple of previews before I came on this the show. And I recognized that you were this, you definitely everything that you, I thought that you were going to be as far as a curious, compassionate, genuine person who just wants to let people have their own experiences and take a look at them for yourself and be like, wow, that's interesting. It's an interesting experience. Yeah, and then, yeah, I, oh, I love that. Thank you, Coach. Thank you, uh, and I, I'm glad. I mean, I'm always appreciative of the kind words, um, and you know, I think I'm not the only one. You know, I feel like in similar ways, you are we're, we're alike uh, in that sense as well. Uh, so you know, we're we're folks out here just trying to understand people, and you know, I think it's a new wave, man. We we be doing it, and <laughs> and it's happening. So we'll see. With because of us and the people like us, yes. I, I'm curious to see how the world will will change and grow. Um, you know, discovering itself. In, in yeah, ways. people um, are definitely going to feel less alone. They're going to feel more connected and for more more part of you and your tribe and your community than they are with people who have similar, like lived in the same house with them. They're going to feel that connection with you because you are allowing them to explore and talk about their ex- exploration and it's it's really beautiful so yeah i mean snaps to you for real for real i'm so glad to be here again 
thank you thank you um i'm sorry i'm not i'm not great with uh, compliments but i just know i appreciate them uh, <laughs> all right we're gonna move on to the second uh icebreaker which is a word for word basically word association um you know i'm gonna give you a word you give me a first thought or first word that comes in pops up in your mind uh, but you have 34 seconds to do so uh and the record is 12 right now uh so it's it's like a little bit of pressure but no pressure just for fun kind of thing but uh let me know when you're ready okay i'm ready all right countdown begins in three two one happiness sadness food greens family friends art work past present culture future success money conflict pain dope a mean dance dance revolution life death the show uh, that was that 11 was... you were almost there oh <laughs> Sorry, you were close. Well, you were going to say something? Sorry. That was that was really interesting and fun. I really enjoyed that. Sure, that, that's, I think, been the uh, a favorite so far. Uh, I had a lot of people give me feedback as far as, like, you got to do something more fun on your show, man. It's, it's too, like, <laughs> it's too deep all the time. So I'm glad you enjoyed that. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. But, yeah, so you said friend, I mean, family, uh, and then you related to, to friends. Why, why did friends come up in your mind? So that's just what people say, friends and family. It's like a, a thing that is just, that pops up and it kind of flows with it. I mean, that's part of, uh, I guess, conditioning. Mm. I got you. <laughs> yeah. I got you. Yeah. Uh, for you, would you say, so there was a, I, I'm going to relate it to one of the statements that I didn't give you, but um, it is blood is thicker than water. When it comes to friends and family, do you, how, where where are you on that statement? Uh, blood is blood thicker. Is, yeah. Blood is thicker than water, meaning that uh, family is more important than friends. See, I, I I hate how they say it's more important, right? Um, but I think it's just that loyalty, right? Like you know, if if uh, if one of my friends are beefing with my one of my family members, I'm I'm obligated. To, to be on my family side so that, that's how I, I kind of take it oh okay uh, I'm a rogue and I have no allegiance I have allegiance to no one, to <laughs> no one. <laughs> I have allegiance to myself and I I, that's that sounds like out there to say but uh, hear me out here I really wanted to do the thing that is the most beneficial for me and <laughs> it sounds, it sounds, but I mean, in truth, in truth, I think that is the best thing to do because I cannot control anybody else's thoughts or feelings and how they behave in the situation. I know how I can show up for people. And if it just so happens to be that my friend is doing something that is something that I agree with or something that I understand that I'm morally on their side, but I'm not morally on my family side. I'm not obligated to take my family side just because, just because they, they exist with me. What I would like to do is understand how everybody feels in the situation. Maybe not act on anything, but I just want to understand for my own 
purpose and help everybody understand what what they what's really going on or what they're really feeling because if they're beefing if they're gonna fight then how does that benefit anybody like i want them to understand like for my own understanding too i want to know well how does it benefit you to to go through this is there something else that we could do i, I think maybe that is that's a lot more energy than i want to put into it anyway honestly yeah i'm just kind of like yeah, you guys work okay. it out. <laughs> well, it's not my beef, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I got you. I, I definitely understand. Yeah. Um, yeah, it it is. I don't know if you've ever come across it before. I'm gonna give you some, like, drop some knowledge on you because this is some knowledge that was dropped on me. But that's not the full phrase. Uh, blood is thicker than water. The full phrase is the covenant blood is thicker than the water in the womb. You could fact check me on that, but it basically reversed the saying. <laughs> so anyone that like is using this as a reference to like, oh yeah, that's why you should stick with family. The full saying actually means that you choose your family or you choose the people that you consider are closest to you. Uh, so yeah, if anyone tries to drop that on you in the future, you could be like, bam. <laughs> I heard it. I heard that already, man. <laughs> Just be like, I I, no, no, no. I'm oh. saying that if somebody tried to drop that on me, I could be like, I heard that. I mean, I heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Now you got it in your back pocket. In your back yeah. Pocket. But, oh. you know, uh, to your point really quick, I mean, that is my experience is that people that make an effort, make an effort to understand me, then I'm more connected and I feel more aligned with those people rather than people who just, I just grew up with. Sure, sure. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, and I don't know if you heard this other saying, I'm really big into quotes and like, you know, things that people who have experienced life longer than we have you know they have pieces of advice there was this one and you could tell me how you feel about it uh but it's like try to as you get older try to keep people that knew you when you were young as close as possible because those those people knew you as a person before you know you got older uh so for you like for me i think that makes sense and you know i can definitely see how like my cousins I grew up with them, but now that we're older, we're, we're very like, you know, we're more apart, we're more separated. Uh, but anytime I'm with them, they definitely treat me like I'm that their their little cousin from when we were nine and twelve years old, you know. Uh, so that does make me feel kind of way. It makes me feel a little more home. It makes me feel nostalgic about that time. Uh, that, so for you, how do you feel about that statement? Well, my family and I, we we just weren't very connected. We weren't mm. very connected. We didn't really. Uh, care to allow people to have their own experiences and be curious about it and express themselves so I don't know what it's like to have that enjoyable feeling return to me when connecting with people I've known from my past I think there's one person that I've known since high school that I, I connect with but we're so different now that it it just seems kind of like we're strangers. We yeah. just know each other for a long time. Like we can only talk about a few things here and there. So I feel kind of saddened by that because I don't have people in my past that I can really connect to in that way because I have changed so much. I have grown so much. I have become something completely, something completely different and people do not 
care to try to understand or too complex to understand or, or something maybe too annoying <laughs> i don't know to understand but i know that i i i look at my past and the people in my past and i'm just such a different person that it's so hard to to connect got you i got you and sorry if uh you know that did bring you in a, in a less lightful place uh but i i hope you can feel that your present is going to be a past one day so hopefully you can find people in your present time that can give you those memories as we get yeah. older you know um, thank you yeah no problem and uh so we have about 10 minutes ish left in the podcast uh wanted to ask if you wanted to do at least one spin of the wheel and see where we land yes um, before close out. spin the wheel spin, right. spin the wheel <laughs> here we go uh it's popped up on the screen i know it looks funky on your end um i don't think you'll have a problem but just as a reminder if any question is too deep or something you don't want to talk about feel free to pass there's no pressure okay so number 20 is what was the situation when you didn't get the help that you needed? Oh man, good question. <laughs> too, was that too easy? You want no? No, it's not too. It's not too easy. I mean, it's a good question. I I really enjoyed these questions and having to think about and return to these spaces. But one of the things that the story that I tell about how I was in Ohio. And I was early 20s, like early 20s. And uh, I had I was presenting as female, was dating guy. And I was living in um, near campus, near college campus. This was summer break. And I just didn't want to go home. Like I left my small town. And I wanted to stay at college because college was just like amazing. And it's like, wow. And I didn't want to go back to my small little dumpy town. So I was there and I found a job and I was renting a little apartment, a subletting a little apartment over the summer. And I even, I, like I said, I had a boyfriend, but I felt like I really didn't have any support or anybody to connect that really, you know, I had college friends, but I really didn't feel like I could lean on anybody for anything. And so I had this job and I was feeling sick. I had a stomach ache and I thought, well, I was a heavy drinker at the time. I thought, well, I'm just like a little hungover. It's summer and maybe drink some water and some Gatorade. And the, for the full day, I just felt like, the sick. And the next day, I felt really sick, too. I was like, I didn't eat anything. I was just popping Tums. And I went to work, and they said I looked kind of pale. And I'm like, nah, that'll be, be fine. I'll get through the shift, and I'll be fine. I go home, and I wake up the next day, and I'm feeling still feeling sick. Really hadn't had anything to eat that could only drink Gatorade. So I had some Gatorade. I went to work, and they said, man, you look hell you're like you're gonna die what the, what's going on with you and i'm like uh my stomach just aches real bad and so i ended up leaving and driving about a half an hour home after work driving half hour home by myself in the hot summer i was dehydrated i was tired and i tried to go to sleep and i was just too sick to go to sleep i threw up i was only drinking gatorade for the last couple of days and i threw up it was actually red powerade to this day i cannot drink it but I was super sick and I didn't feel like I could call anybody or talk to anybody about this. So I took myself to the hospital, well, not the hospital. It was the uh, campus little emergency room, mm -hmm. campus emergency room. I went over there because I don't think I had health insurance and they got me in there and they were like, hmm, they gave me this look like, I know you're in college, 
but are you stupid? Because I look so sick. Why are you here? Eventually, they looked, they looked at me that way and they sat me down and they laid me down. They gave me a quick examination of my stomach and it hurt, my stomach hurt. And they said I had a fever, didn't even notice. And they put me in the ambulance and took me to the hospital and I had an emergency surgery. I had emergency uh, appendix removal that night, that day. And I was like, wow, you know? And so how it relates to this not being able to get the help that I needed was that I didn't know. I was conditioned to, to not know how to ask for help. So I want to say that help that I needed was to know that I'm able to ask for help. That skill, that lesson, that understanding that you can ask people. I had people in my support system, but I thought, man, they wouldn't be interested or they wouldn't care. Or they, why would I ask them to stop? It's probably nothing. Just go to the go lay down, go drink some Gatorade, go to the emergency room. And that's the thing that I carried with me for a very long time. For, you know, just a couple of years ago, I'm starting to work through and ask people for help and support and things like that. But that was one of the things I learned that I couldn't ask for help. And that was the help that I needed. I mean, that was the tool that I needed to, to really make a healthy connection with people in life. Gotcha. So after that experience, would you say it's easier for you to ask for help? Because I am one of those people that that is still struggling with it, you know? Like, I don't know when is the, when, when is the time <laughs> or who I can ask. Uh, you know, that, that's definitely where I'm at still. Um, but yeah, so for you, after that experience, has it gotten any easier? Oh, man, you know, I... Don't wait till near death anymore. <laughs> I got you. But I, it does, it has gotten a little easier to ask for help, but still it's like, I will do my best to make it work for myself up until the point where I recognize that what helps me with it now these days is, is realizing that is all the work that I'm doing beneficial for me am i learning something from this experience or am i just not asking for help like can i is there a lesson to be learned from me doing this the hard way is there a lesson to be learned from me to do doing it all by myself or is the lesson in asking for help so mm, i see i see yeah I'm, I, I'm gonna have to definitely reflect on the, those moments uh and you know i'm come to a decision myself uh, but thank you again for sharing that story that, that was great uh, awesome. All right. So before we head into the closeout questions, uh, I'm sorry we could only do one spin, but hopefully in the future, you know, a few months from now, if you'd like to come back, do another episode, uh, I'm always open for guests to come back. It's, it's a great way to stay connected. And also, you know, for you, a little journal, a journal entry every few months or so, see how your life is going. Um, Wonderful. So this next portion is called the 34th Mantra. Uh, I have a phrase for you to fill. I am, I can, I will. I am blank, I can blank, I will blank. Um, before I switch you over to that screen, because it can be the most intimidating part of the podcast, it's a reflection of you. You're speaking to yourself. I won't be a part of this uh, screen, but uh, let me know when you're ready, and I'll, I'll head you over there. All right, I'm ready. All right, here you go. Oops. Messed up. Oops. 
as you can see, I'm still resting, but it's all good. We roll with the punches here. Uh, this is the screen. Um, as you can see, it says, I am, I can, I will, in case you need a reminder. Go for it. Right. I am amazing. I can be connected. I will help others feel connected. For sure. And if you ever need a reminder, now you have that little soundbite of yourself, you know, just to, to play play over. Um, thank you for participating. And uh, thank you for having me. That's so beautiful. I love it. I'm glad I'm glad you're enjoying the experience so far. <laughs> uh, so we're gonna do the closeout questions. This next one is actually from my previous guest. Uh, so shout out to. Andrew from our last meal podcast shout out Andrew uh, Andrew's question for you is if you could talk to your 12 year old self what would you talk about oh wow I would be so curious about what they're thinking and feeling at that time I'd be like well what are you interested in what's fun for you and what do you like and why do you like why do you like what you like so we'd probably talk about artwork because I was really into artwork mm. are, are you no longer into artwork no I'm no longer into artwork. I got, I got. <laughs> I mean, um, I, I want to say that I'm still creative. I'm still creative, so I do other creative things. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Uh, second to last question is: What would you like to ask the next guest that comes on to Thirty Four Questions? Oh man, that's a tough question. Oh, what does it feel like? What does it mean to be uh, connected or understood? I'm just going to write now, what does it mean to be connected or understood? Yeah. All right. I'll tell you for me, I think this one's hard. Um, in my mind, I, I'm a fairly quiet person because I assume that everyone can understand me <laughs> without having to, to communicate my emotions, which is very frustrating for my girlfriend, for sure. Um, <laughs> so to feel connected and understood, like, I think it goes back to what I said earlier, like, there may be moments where I'm selfish, but I think when I interact with people, it's really, you know, I try my best to do everything for them, or not for them, but to make them as comfortable as possible to make them have the best life experience in that moment that we're interacting um so for me to feel connected and understood i think when i'm doing what i'm doing like people don't have to question like oh why is he doing it like oh don't worry that's just 34 doing what he does you know uh, I, I would hope that I, I have done enough work where i like my actions to speak for themselves so I hope maybe at some point I have done enough work where that's 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 who I am at that point where I don't think I need that extra validation from other folks. But for me to feel connected and understood, I think that would have to happen. I'm like, OK, people finally understand me because they're not asking me why am I doing what I'm doing or uh, or they, they might think that it's coming from a negative place. Uh, but yeah, so. Yeah. That's, that's my answer to that question. I understand. If I could ask you, though, just to kind of 
hook in there just a little bit. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I, I really think why why questions put people on defensive? They put them on defensive. So instead, I mean, I'd like to ask you, what is the benefit of this for you? Maybe I under, I think I understand the benefit of this for you because we're super curious people, and I think you've said that already about it. But I think that that would help get across the point because you have such a creative art form here that people will look at it and they'll interpret it any kind of a way. And they're just going to, because that's what humans do. They don't get to understand exactly what you're going to, what you think and feel about your art, unless you actually say that to them. So I heard you say it to me and I'm curious if you wouldn't be interested in sharing that one question, answering that one. Oh, uh, what was that question? Uh, yeah. Oh, what, uh, what is the benefit? What is the benefit of doing this for you? Uh, just like in the act of doing the podcast and uh, like having these conversations. Yeah. Or, yeah. Uh, so for, for me, I think that my selfish reason for it is that it gives me purpose. You know, I think for a long time uh, I, I try to, yeah, you know, it's, it's one of those things where I, I think, you know, it's for for everybody. It's hard to find purpose sometimes. Um, I think for me, find, finding this is because like when I I'm an overthinker, right? <laughs> so during quarantine, the overthinking just like a lot of people were overthinking, and for everybody like everybody else like ourselves probably went to the max. Um, so I did a lot of reflecting and thought about you know not what I enjoyed throughout my life because I've also had 17 jobs in like 10 years prior to this podcast that's what that's what I was doing I was trying to find yeah I was trying to find like you know what fits me and everything and from that experience I was like let me just go back let me see what I was like as a child right and my first my parents tell me this all the time but the first job I ever wanted to do my dream job when I was young people would ask me I said I wanted to be a priest <laughs> I wanted to, to uh, yeah I know I grew up Catholic um, so the, the first thing at four years old I was like I want to be a priest I reflected on that because the next thing I wanted to like really be at least when I was more conscious about my cho- decision was I wanted to be a rapper that was my first uh, like pursuit in to entertainment or like fame was trying to be a rapper uh, and then so being a priest and being a rapper um i was kind of thinking like well, how are those two connected uh, i think it's speaking you know speaking to people and to me the priest in the church during mass was like the dude that everybody listened to you know like he would stand up there kind of give a lecture a breakdown of whatever passage he might have read that day and you know people were listening to him as a rapper same thing you know somebody puts out music you have an audience that listens to it uh, and understands and relates to the music you're putting out. Um, so for for me, I was just like, is this something to that? You know, like I, I want to be heard. I want to find what because in my personal life, I'm a fairly quiet person, like I mentioned earlier. So yeah, for for me, it gives me a platform to use my voice, gives me to provide my insights where I don't feel like 
it's it's the wrong place and wrong time because i think that's the feedback i get from a lot of folks is like damn man like we're at a party why are you talking about these deep things <laughs> and i'm like well, well, where else am i going to talk about it you know <laughs> so creating this platform that's what it provides me it provides me purpose because yeah, i'm interacting with people i feel like i'm giving something to other people you know this is like a gift that i i can give without having to spend a lot of money without having to you know um actually be there because i can't be there for everyone in the world but we can be online we can have this conversation through zoom or, or on google meets <laughs> so yeah i think it works for me because it aligns with all those things um it makes me feel like i can i can do it you know it's a confidence builder as well you know the more i do it the more i feel like it's just really happening and you know i just gotta continue doing it you know i haven't a lot of my folks are and my friends who are like how are you gonna make money off this i'm, I'm really not sure <laughs> you know if it's through advertisement or, or getting some kind of contract deal distribution wise like i don't know like um but that's not what i'm focused on you know i i just hope through every conversation i have maybe one day you know next year 10 years from now like i I would feel happy if I can just look back and be like, wow, I've talked to these, this many people um, and that their family and friends can watch these videos and be like, you know, especially when they miss them, they can be like, oh, I'm having a conversation with them as as we have a conversation. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's what it gives me. I'm very fortunate that I have a day job, like working with high school students that keeps me balanced and not feel like this is my my desperation shot like i don't know if that's a good or bad thing like if i didn't have this job with the high school students maybe i would you know feel like i need to dedicate more time into the podcast and maybe that'll get me further but at this moment i know i have unfinished business with the kids so i'm, I'm happy where i'm at right now and i'm sorry that was a long-winded answer but i think i had a lot to say about it so <laughs> Well, I mean, that's your purpose. So I understand completely. I'm so glad to hear you say that. And I really feel it myself. I mean, there's so much genuineness in that. And it reflects in, you know, the experience that I have here and how you curate the experience and how you're interested in getting to know me and how you're open and you want to share more of yourself. It's not like you're trying to take, take, take. I'm here and you're giving, you're giving, giving as well. And truth be told, you say it is a a selfish thing for you to want to do this well i came here for a selfish reason myself i just wanted to learn more about myself i came here trusting that you wanted to cre create this space for me and so i didn't come trying to to give anything or to take anything or to change anything i just wanted to learn more about myself and i had this beautiful opportunity to share with you and learn more about you and meet a kindred spirit so I, I, I want to see, I asked you about this because I wanted to see the, 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 not the future for you. Like I'm a, some kind of psychic, but you know, when other people believe in your dreams and pour into it as well, it kind of helps you get to wherever it is that you're trying to go. So I can see that so clearly and beautiful for you. I, I believe that this would be something big because it touched me very, it touched me so much. So, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for the opportunity. Um, likewise and thank you for even choosing to come on right like you could have very well been like you know maybe this isn't for me which i think 
majority of people do uh, because I don't think it's, there's a right time. I've had this conversation even with friends who say like, oh, I'm sorry, I haven't gone on. And I'm like, it's cool because I, I definitely understand like you have to be at a place in your life where you feel like you want to learn more about yourself. You want other people to hear you learning about yourself, right? I feel like that's a very vulnerable place. Um, and so I tell people too, like, you know, if you come on, we don't have to release it. It could just be something for yourself in the future. But uh, yeah, in, in due time, you know, the door is always open to anybody that, that wants to come through. It's just, yeah, I, if people don't know about it, how are they going to know to come on? That's why you see me on Reddit or, you know, one new thing. I know you have a you have a show yourself, right? Uh, oh, you haven't yeah, pl- yeah. plugged it in yet. Yeah, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. But uh, I will let you know. Uh, something that's worked for me that i'm excited about after the credits roll uh but yeah i just want to thank you again uh, for your for your kind words it gives me a lot of juice it it makes me feel like you know i'm doing something right which you know we're all looking for some validation sometimes too so thank you coach yeah thank you thank you Uh, keep doing what you're doing uh and if i don't you you better remind me like why is she doing it Uh, i'd appreciate that too uh, so last question of the podcast, the question that ties everything together, 100, 200, 300 years from now, our descendants are watching this video. What would you like to tell them? Hmm. Um, and it's something cheesy, like be yourself, <laughs> be curious, be curious and be yourself. I mean, I can imagine that so much will be different in the future in those 200, 500 years and things have changed, but the desire to be understood and desire to to be connected, desire to be authentic, I don't think those things will change. So do those. Gotcha. Now they know. Now they know. If you out there watching in the future, be yourself. I think that that never changes, right? Right. Uh, all right. Well, we made it to the end of the podcast. Uh, before we head out, is there anything, any last things you'd like to add? Um, you know, especially about your show. Other folks, where to find you? Oh yeah, my um, my show is called Patterns of Possibility, and I tell stories um, about my experiences and what I've learned from my experiences. So you can find that at Patterns of, and you can find me at PatternsofPossibility.com. And you can find me on social media at Patterns of Possibility on TikTok, Instagram, um, Facebook, wherever social media is. For sure. Uh, And please shoot me any links that you might have so I could just put it in my uh, description down below once it gets out there. Uh, But yeah, want to thank you again, Coach Lee, for for stopping by. I thought this was a great conversation and uh, I hope you had fun. (laughs) I did for sure. Thanks for having me again. Absolutely. Uh, For the folks out there, I want to thank you as well for your time. If you're watching on YouTube, listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, I definitely appreciate your time as well. So thank you. Remember to reach out, reach forward. As always, much love. And we'll catch you guys next time on 34 Questions. Peace. And uh, it fades out from there. (laughs)